Do you want to learn how to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins? Coin Compass is running a free two-hour webinar on Sunday the 19th of April. For session times and a register, go to coincompass.com forward slash webinar. If Google turned all their servers off or basically converted them to Bitcoin mining, which are you know, hundreds and thousands worth, forgetting the fact that they actually lose revenue from what they're doing, even that, the Bitcoin, uh, sorry, the Google, all the Google servers power would equate to 0.001% of the Bitcoin network. This is the Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your host Ferris, that's me, and Gordon from CoinCompass.com. We're Bitcoin advisors and educators supporting business and individual investors to safely buy, store, and control their private keys, Bitcoins. This podcast is strictly educational and is not intended to be financial, investment, or legal advice. Full disclaimer in the show notes and at the end of this episode. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us for day nine of 30 Days of Bitcoin. And um, date today, where are we? So where I am in my neck of the woods is Monday, the 30th of March. It is 5.47 GMT time or universal coordinated time, um, AM. And Gordon, what is the blockchain time? The current block height is 623489 and the price, according to Pitstand, is $6,102. Cool. Sorry, I'm just realized I made an error there. So it's 5.47 a.m. New Zealand time, but that is 5.47 p.m. Universal Coordinated Time. Apparently, these are important distinctions for everyone to know. So, Gordon, what is no one cares, today? Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm no. trying to show off my I... technical abilities. <laughs> I mean, no one cares because the block time is the block time. doesn't matter where you are, what location. Um, Proof of work. Yes. Uh, Proof of recording. So today we're looking at Bitcoin mining. So let me go ahead and play the question. I understand uh, creating Bitcoin or creating this currency is called mining Bitcoin. How is the process of mining Bitcoin like? Okay, now I'm itching to give everyone a three-hour explanation, but I won't do that. Faris, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so understanding Bitcoin in 10 minutes or Bitcoin mining in 10 minutes is incredibly tricky. Me and Gordon have now been talking for quite some time and uh, we've had to start over because it is really difficult to explain in such a short period. Um, so we use the analogy of a spreadsheet, just a Google Sheet, Excel Sheet to explain how various aspects of Bitcoin work. Um, so with that, think of it this way. Um, for So Bitcoins are released onto the network every 10 minutes on average. So that's called a, a block reward when new Bitcoins are released. It's called a block reward. How do you get those? So if anyone's seen the film The Imitation Game or you're familiar with the Enigma machines from World War II, they're code-breaking machines. That's what miners are. A mining machine is a machine that is looking to break a mathematical code. When it successfully breaks that code, the person who put that machine to work is rewarded with Bitcoin. So with the code-breaking machines they use in World War II, you managed to break the code, you managed to decipher what the message was um, at the 
time. With the mining machines in Bitcoin, if you break the mathematical code, you receive Bitcoins as a reward. So that's basically how that is the cover of the book explanation of how Bitcoin mining works. It is mathematical code breaking to find those Bitcoins. Gordon, I'm presuming that your soul is cringing at my attempt there. How am I doing? <laughs> Not just me, but all the uh, cryptographers. Um, <laughs> no, that's no, it's, it's pretty good for us. Um, code breaking is one of the activities that miners, which is just basically computer hardware, do to try to solve this puzzle. And the first miner who solves the puzzle gets the bitcoins. It's what you call the block reward every ten minutes. So every ten minutes, there's a puzzle. Let's say 10,000 people are competing for it, and the first person to solve it gets those Bitcoins. Now, one of the analogies that I like to use is Rubik's, a Rubik's Cube. So let's say you have a Rubik's Cube of, say, 10 sides, and it's actually quite difficult to solve. And so you've got all these people trying to solve this complicated puzzle. Now, of course, the computer algorithm is a lot more complicated than that. But when someone's finished, it's extremely easy to verify. So it may take someone around about an average of 10 minutes to solve that puzzle. But when that person or that machine solves the puzzle, you can quickly look at it within you know, half a second or whatever and see, oh yeah, they solved it, they solved it first, all the colors are the same size. Well, that's what's happening with the Bitcoin network. So the first miner to solve that puzzle gets rewarded with Bitcoins every 10 minutes and everyone verifies that that's the correct answer because you could have a lot of people cheating. You could have people giving the wrong answer and whatnot or in the try and future run it and provide answers in the future. So extremely difficult to solve but very easy to verify. And then once that's done, that person gets rewarded with Bitcoins and then we move on to the next puzzle and a whole new 10 minutes starts all over again. Hi everyone, if you're watching this on YouTube, can you please click the big red subscribe button below this video and share it on social media. This keeps all our content ad free, spreads the word of Bitcoin to others like yourself. Everything is available at bitcoinbasicspodcast.com, including our podcast platforms and an upcoming free webinar. Alright, on to the show. I really like that uh, Rubik's Cube explanation, Gordon. I haven't heard that one before. I think that's a very excellent uh, way to put it into verify. Another analogy, and we're talking about gold so much, is that um, mining, and, and it was actually in the white paper that Satoshi mentioned the word mining, and I think he was probably giving an analogy to gold. It's, it's similar to mining for gold. You know, back in the day, couple hundred years ago, it was pretty easy to find gold. You had your pick, you had your shovel, you might find some gold in the stream. It was fairly easy. But nowadays it's quite difficult. You have to, um, you couldn't really do it by yourself. You've got a, um, big companies with large resources and employees, and there's a lot of money that actually goes into Bitcoin mining. So that's kind of how it is nowadays. There's a lot of energy that needs to be consumed and used, electricity to um, find those Bitcoins, but the process is pretty much the same as gold. You're just trying to find gold. And um, the, more the, the more time goes on, the more sort of difficult it is to, to find that gold. So 
There are really two main purposes of Bitcoin mining, and Faris has mentioned both of them, but I just want to clarify them. And Faris, feel free to interrupt me here. The first process of mining or purpose of mining really is to mint new Bitcoin. So that's how new Bitcoins get released onto the Bitcoin network, into the circulating supply. And that's a reward for the miners. But really the main purpose is to provide that validation so that these transactions that are getting made in this giant spreadsheet that's shared amongst everyone are valid because you don't want someone to edit things from 10 days ago or a year ago. So these miners are providing a really valuable service. They're providing security and they're basically making sure that no one's cheating. No one's trying to print more Bitcoins than they should. No one's trying to spend their Bitcoins twice. So I send Faris one Bitcoin and then two seconds later, I send someone else a new Bitcoin. That transaction is obviously invalid. So that's really what mining does. It secures the network. And the more miners, we mentioned this in the last episode, the more decentralized, which means the more secure the uh, Bitcoin network comes and you can't ultimately reverse or censor any transactions. Excellent. Thank you, Gordon. I think that's, that's a really good explanation of um, yeah, how the whole process works. Because um, I know if anyone wants to uh, dig deeper, um, it can be a bit of a mind bend. But yeah, Gordon's really clarified that exceptionally well. I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to say anything else. But I think that is actually a really, really good summary of how Bitcoin mining works and the key values uh, and uh, what it does to, to, to Bitcoin itself. Yeah, and a quick PSA, uh, don't try and mine by yourself on your mobile phone that I did a couple of years ago. There are apps you can download to mine using your phone because, hey, who doesn't want free Bitcoins? Uh, it's the best way to completely ruin your phone and drain your battery within about half an hour. And for all those who are really excited about mining, not to sound super negative, but just in a comparison to sort of see how powerful the Bitcoin network is, uh, if Google turned all their servers off or basically converted them to Bitcoin mining, which are, you know, hundreds and thousands worth, forgetting the fact that they actually lose revenue from what they're doing, even that, the Bitcoin, uh, sorry, the Google, all the Google servers' power would equate to 0.001% of the Bitcoin network. So that's actually oh, wow. quite amazing to see how powerful and how many how much mining power is actually going through the Bitcoin network. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you very much, Gordon. I'm, I'm very happy to leave that there. Um, just a reminder to everyone listening in, please go to coincompass.com forward slash ask and submit your questions. Uh, we're taking 30 days of Bitcoin to basically just in under 10 minutes explain basics of Bitcoin itself. And, um, and Gordon, what else can people find at coincompass.com? Ebooks, video guides, newsletters, weekly emails, and even if you want to find out more about, for example, the topics we've discussed in this podcast and previous ones, like Bitcoin mining and decentralization, we have done a white paper series, and I'll link those in the show notes as well. We get pretty down and dirty with uh, many rabbit holes, but if you want to torture yourself and get some uh you're having trouble sleeping we've got five podcasts on that <laughs> oh thank you for listening everyone and uh we will see you again tomorrow 
Indeed. Thanks, Faris. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.